Guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode. Uh, you may notice it's a little bit dark here. We wanted to fit in this episode while we were traveling. We're trying to be romantic. And, yeah, the, we've no. got the lights <laughs> dimmed. Um, so hopefully do stay tuned to the entire show. Lots of good questions, lots of good answers. Um, but you can also listen to this over on the podcast. Um, but if not, enjoy. And, uh, and we uh, had some really revealing moments towards the end. So okay. make sure you stay tuned for that last couple of minutes. And you get to find out some very personal information. We talk about poop. <laughs> What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag AskLivelineTV That's right, this is the episode where we take your questions on social media when you hashtag them AskLivelineTV Put them up on Twitter, up on Snapchat, up on Instagram, up on Facebook and we will answer your questions here on this show Yes, we'll go in depth and you'll get an answer from both of us and it's more fun this way so keep asking us your questions um, this show is all for you guys and by you guys. So thank you so much for all your question submissions. All right, let's get to the show. Question number one on Twitter from Nir Efrati says, how do I fix muscle imbalances? Aha, okay. So we have talked a little bit before about the priority principle and the way you fix any kind of imbalance in your life is you make it a priority to work on whatever needs work first. So that means when you show up to the gym, um, if your priority is muscle building, then you do your muscle building exercises first before anything else. And so like if you have an imbalance, let's just say, you know, like a lot of guys, is this a guy or a girl? Do we know? We don't know. Well, a lot of guys have like big upper body and skinny legs. <laughs> so, right? So if your priority is to balance out your physique, you would want to go and hit your legs first before doing upper body exercises, or you could do them more often, something like that. And that's how you're going to help balance yourself out. So let's say they are more referring to one bicep is bigger than the other bicep. Oh yeah, okay. So when it's that way, then um, I get this question a lot. Should I do more reps on one side or lighter weight on the other side? In my opinion, the best bet is to do both sides evenly and keep on doing things evenly. And I feel like the imbalance will kind of naturally work itself out as long as you're not like carrying a bag always on one side and not on the other or you know if you're playing a sport like tennis or golf or something something that's always one-sided you can have an imbalance that way so you want to train yourself to do things from both directions and instead of just like doing bicep curls only on the left i would recommend that you do them on both sides evenly well yeah so the quick answer is if you're doing barbells switch to dumbbells mm -hmm. and focus on the mind to muscle connection so when you are doing your dumbbell curls, just don't be going through the motions. Like really think about your right arm. If your right arm is lagging, Focus on think it. about really contracting that muscle and squeezing really hard. Because a lot of times yeah. when you're going through the movements, you're just kind of going through it and, and one could be taken over if you're doing a barbell. If you're using a barbell, yeah. So that's, sure. that's it right there. Those are a couple tips for you. Put those to work, come yeah. back, let us know how they did for you. Mm -hmm. Next question. This one is from Chris Bravo on Twitter. What are the pros and cons of dirty bulking? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. The dirty yeah, <laughs> Isn't the, it? the major con is that you're going to feel awful. You're going to feel awful. You're going to put your body through something that it doesn't want to go through. You're yes. going to create more fat cells in your body, which is going to be harder down the line to get rid of. You're going to create more inflammation in the body because you're serving your body up with nothing but chemicals and bullshit. And <laughs> no, seriously. You like, might actually feel depressed, like legitimate yeah, depression. Yeah, it's sluggish. You're not going to yeah. want to get your workouts in. Like it's why yeah. dirty bulk? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting flustered over this? No, one? seriously, yeah. like it's a lazy man's approach to it. Like, well, don't I do think, it. I think the pe the reason people want to do it is because they crave those kind of dirty foods anyway. And Be so better they kind than of that. Justify eating those by being like, oh, I'm doing a dirty bulk. 
It's like, it's still not okay. Like, it's still not good for you is what I'm trying to say. I'm not going to say it's okay or not okay. You can do you. But, yeah, there's I, so many cons. I don't see any problem. I guarantee you the people that do bu dirty bulks, 90% of them are the guys who are 50 years old and they're out of shape <laughs> and because they just give up. No, I, I think a lot of 20-year-olds do that No, too. I'm saying they dirty bulk when they're in their 20s or 30s, but oh. they don't sustain it. They don't live the lifestyle. Oh, it's I like, see what you're saying. Oh, so I'm going like through a dirty bulk on. and then they get bulk and then they just like, they never get to the cut phase because it's just too <laughs> easy. I'm not being comes. hard on you. I'm just being real, brother. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying for the shortcuts. Stick with the way it should be done. Stick yeah. with health first. From our viewpoint, there is no pro to a dirty bulk. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, so Leonie Just from Twitter says, the main time I work out is 9 to 10 p.m. daily after my kids are in bed, hitting weights. Will working out late affect my results? All right, Leonie Just, the answer simply is no. It does not <laughs> matter if it's at 2 a.m. in the morning at 10 p.m. at night. Get the workout in. It's not like there's some magic... Uh, fat buster magic muscle building time, time to yeah. do it. There's no <laughs> secrets. It's regardless the calories will come off if it's like I said 10 or 2. Yeah, absolutely. I know I um, like everyone has their preferred time of yeah. day that they like to work out. Like for me, I personally um, like somewhere between breakfast and lunch kind of time because I like to have some food in my system, but I don't want to do it like too late. I find if I like wait too late in the day, then I don't feel like doing it anymore. So my ideal yeah. window is like somewhere in the mid late morning before lunchtime. But, um, you know, that doesn't say that I would never do a 9 or 10 p.m. workout. I would if I had to. If that was my only choice and my day got so busy that that was my only opportunity, I would for sure do that. And it's there's no way that's going to negatively affect your results. But the best time for any of you to work out is when you feel best and yeah. when you can, really. Because, you know, if you have a busy life like this and you don't have a choice, then that is the best time for you. But that's the best time, but it's not to say that if you can't do that time that you're not going to do it at all. Right, I would it, do it versus not do it. it. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you say you work out at nighttime, the only thing that may affect that is your sleep. So if you're taking that's a pre-workout, if you're caffeinated, you're going to a workout, you're all pumped up, the adrenaline's flowing, the chemicals are flowing. I and would say don't take you a try, Your head hits the pillow and yeah. you just can't sleep, then that could be an issue. But right. um, if it's not, stick sleep with it. Sleep is important for your gains. Do it up. Next question on Twitter from Carrie Estes says, what are some exercises that one can do after breaking an ankle to strengthen it? To strengthen the ankle? Okay, so assuming it's fully recovered, right? I would say um, some good ankle exercises, things like step-ups, lunges, um, squats are actually good for the ankles too. Um, this is assuming that you're not having pain anymore and you are fully recovered. If you're kind of in that in-between phase where you know, you're recovering but you're not fully there yet, then I would just have you do like simple ankle flexion exercises. So just kind of point and flex your foot and that'll help your ankle to restrengthen. Yeah. It's, it's a very specific question that yeah. two trainers online can't really mm -hmm. get in there specifically and assess you. So it's more like that type of question would be answered better by like a physical therapist or one-on-one -on -one personal injury. trainer yeah. that can mm -hmm. actually assess the range of motion that you have and you know kind of look at things a little bit deeper mm -hmm. but just like you said from a high level perspective of what we can give online that would be a decent assessment yeah. mm -hmm. any exercise that you know you're putting pressure on your ankle it, it's it might be dangerous if you're still not fully recovered yet. So take caution and do things with body weight before adding a lot of weight on there. But I feel, I feel you though, because like 
ankle injuries suck. Uh, limits you because you can't put any weight on it for a while. It's hard. Yeah, like know? I'm nursing a wrist injury right now. Mm -hmm. And I was just saying like, if I could injure any ligament in my body, the wrist is probably where you want to be because yeah. like I can still do all lower body exercises, which are the main exercises. So before you try to rush into it too quickly, to potentially re-injure the ankle again, which can then have more long-term implications, I would definitely check in, like I said, with an in-house in personal trainer. Yeah. Okay, Abby Schultz from Twitter says, hey, Brad and Jess, what are your best tips to reduce stress from everyday living and students in college? I find myself stressed about homework and staying up late most nights to try to finish it. I also stress about getting workouts in and making sure my diet is as healthy as I can make it. Any words of wisdom? Thank you. Simple, simple answer. You want my simple, straight up answer? I do. I want to know. And my father, who's a principal, is right over there staring at us. He's not going to like my answer. But the straight up answer what? is... Drop out of school? No, it's not drop out of school. It's... I've never had an employer ask me for my GPA or my grades <laughs> in school. Um, yeah. So honestly, it's... But you're an entrepreneur. No, when I was, when I was interviewing for <laughs> well, school, like as long as you had your degree and you can actually speak in the interview and you have personal <laughs> skills and you have a skill set that you can bring to the company, mm -hmm. getting an A in geography didn't mean a thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't study. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying you're focusing on such a small window and if it's affecting your overall health, just don't let it affect your overall health. It's... It's not the end. Just let your grades like, go. what do you think? <laughs> no, no that's no, that's not what I I'm saying. Actually. I'm not saying let your grades go. I'm just no. saying if you don't get an A in geography, it's not the, not the end, end of, of the, the world. world. Yeah, I hear like, you on focus that. Yeah. on your the big things. Like if you're letting your health go to crap, that is a major. Yeah. Geography class is a minor. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, my number one tip to reduce stress, um, no matter what the stress is about in life, is just to um, restructure your perspective. That's like what think, I'm getting at. Yeah, yes. exactly. So it's not that you're letting your grades go or it's not that you're letting your health go. Don't let anything go. But just realize that it's not worth stressing about. And you're, you said you're doing the best you can. And so just be okay with that and realize that this time of your life while you're in school may not be you know, ideally the fittest years of your life, but you'll get there, you know, you'll, you're getting to a better place once school is over, which it will be. I know when you're in school, it doesn't feel like it will ever end, but it does end. And then when it does, you can prioritize your time differently and focus more on your health and your nutrition and everything. But yeah, just reworking your perspective, I think is the number one tip for anyone to reduce stress in any situation. Just realize how good you have it. And you know, the fact that you even, you know, are thinking about your health and fitness is a, a step up from what most people are just trying to survive the day, you yeah. know? So I just think that stop worrying about things because it's not as like stressful but, as you can make it. And then know? the other side of that is, is workouts actually will reduce your stress. It's oh, yeah. the number one stress booster is by getting in a workout. And so yeah. many people let this slip by, they get stressed and all they do is they sit at home, watch TV and eat binge eat which mm -hmm. is not the approach to do it. It's to get out there and to sweat, to get those happy hormones going through your body. And um, that's, you know, you know, if you're gonna still be freaking out over school and everything, like, let's just make sure <laughs> you're getting in exercise and sweat and 
Build yeah. it up. Um, the other thing is like you're saying you're staying up late most nights trying to finish your schoolwork. We talked about this in another podcast. I think it was either last week or the week before, but it was about um, prioritizing your time more effectively. And I think that a lot of students especially fall victim to this because they'll spend hours and hours like playing with friends, hanging out, smoking pot or whatever. And then, and then all of a sudden when the test is due, then it's crunch time. And then you're pulling all nighters like night after night after night when you really did have time to do it more you know wisely but you just wasted time and then procrastinated and then now you're crunched and stressed about it so I know that probably sounds like something an old person would say but <laughs> <laughs> old feel, woman Jess I'm like a mom now and I'm like yeah but anyway I just think you know really take a look at your calendar your time that you do have and you'll realize that there are windows of opportunity in there that you can um, study at a relaxed, not stressed pace, and you don't have to stay up late night. Because I just know that the way school works, they don't, teachers don't expect you to be pulling all-nighters. Like, they give you a workload that is reasonable that you could accomplish during the daylight hours. So it is possible. Some of the students out there are doing it. You don't have to be up late at night. Put it in perspective. Like, I'll leave you with this. Put it yeah. in perspective. Go talk to a 50-year-old right now. Ask them what they got in... <laughs> geology class <laughs> what their grade was they won't even remember they won't even remember <laughs> perspective okay next question on snapchat from dex to real i know with a well-balanced diet and exercise can prevent you from getting sick but you still get yearly flu shots oh i don't no i don't and i do think that you know a healthy diet healthy lifestyle is really good for your immune system it does you know, boost your chance of not getting sick. Um, but people have different opinions on the flu shot. And, you know, I think it's a controversial topic, but I personally don't get a yearly flu shot. I am legend. <laughs> what? Oh, that movie. Go watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Will Smith, somebody in that movie didn't get the shot. 99% of the population did get the shot. And he's the only one that and survived. And look what happened. Yeah. Healthy, eating, <laughs> working out. Was that a flu shot though? Was it? It was a. It was a. Um, some kind of vaccine. Vaccine. Right? Yeah, yeah, some kind of vaccine. But I don't know. We just personally, we don't. Okay, so Emily Jane 109 on Snapchat says uh, the weather is getting nasty where I live, so I can no longer use the track slash turf for sprints. Do you have any ideas for alternatives? Should I just suck it up and go outside or do treadmill workouts too? If so, could you show us how? Yeah, I oh, actually... Speak of the devil, you just did. Yeah, um, so a few episodes ago, I showed you some treadmill workouts. I think the episode was called Four Treadmill Workouts That Will Kick Your Ass. So mm -hmm. go check out that on YouTube. Also, in our Team Loveline December plan, which is current right now, we have a couple of treadmill challenges in there too. So, yeah, and so I know Formula for Women has treadmill workouts. So it's not that you should go outside and freeze your butt off. It's basically do what you have to yeah. do to get the workout in. You can do it on the treadmill. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't personally enjoy it as much because like upping and lowering the speed is a pain in the butt uh, when you're doing interval work, but yeah. um, it's, it's, it's good, like it's better than nothing, so get it done. But one thing I was gonna say, and I know like this is coming from someone who is a weather wuss, and I <laughs> do like complain about when it's cold and everything, but I just wanted to mention like, a, a little perspective flip could be really good for you too because like saying the weather is nasty and it's like too cold to do this and too cold to do that and everything is like just one perspective you know some people love the snow and they like wait for the snow and enjoy it and go out and frolic in it you know so I'm just saying if you could 
try to change your perspective a little bit and see the cold and the snow as a good thing and a beautiful thing, I think that could help you get outside there and not, not just like bear it and deal with it, but like actually enjoy it and have fun. Um, the other thing is dress warm. You know, if you dress appropriately for the weather, then you might not even notice it. And especially when you're working out, I find like we used to go to the track in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and it was freeze. Remember that day we did a photo shoot? Yeah. That was really cold. Yeah. And I was wearing like a sports bra and shorts. Yeah. But I it's was like shirtless. the thing is, once you get moving, like we're doing sprints and taking pictures and stuff, it actually became really fun. And I don't even know what the temperature was, but it was like cold. But, you know, once you get moving, you hardly even notice. And it was super fun. So you can turn it into a good experience. But yeah, if you really don't want to do that, treadmill's great. Okay, I think it's your turn to ask this one. Okay. Right, so it's from Snapchat. Sandra Olay Dan from Snapchat says, Hi Brad, how should I deal with people who make fun of me trying to live a healthy lifestyle? <laughs> That's a very good question. Yeah. Is that the end of the question? Yeah. Well, there's another question there, but okay. let's focus on one that one. One at a time, okay. This, yeah, uh, okay, so what should we call it? Health bullying? Yeah. <laughs> it's a real thing. Health and shaming. Health shaming, yeah, and it's not cool. Like, I've never really understood why people would do that, like poke fun at someone who's trying to improve their health, but it is a real thing, and it really I understand why. What, what would you say? Well, it's because people do that because they don't feel like they can do it themselves, so, like, they want to bring you back down to their level. It's to like, make them feel better? Yeah, absolutely. Of, yeah. But... You know, when it happens to you, it's hurtful and it can feel like embarrassing. I've had plenty of times where people would be like, oh, why aren't you drinking? Or yeah. like, just have a bite, you know, kind of like tease you like that. Um, or you, you think you're going to get fat from one bite or something. But it's like... It's real. Yeah. It how, happens a lot. How do I explain how I take this? I think you have to realize that what your, your choices are for you, you know, and you're not doing this or not doing this to impress anyone else. Um, it's really at the end of the day, like what makes you happy. Um, so just kind of shake it off is what I would say. Just like brush it off your shoulder and move on and you don't have to even react, you know? So instead of getting mad at that person or like starting an argument or like unfriending that person, disowning them, whatever, you can just, you know, hear what they have to say and then just kind of move on, you know, change the subject or not worry about it, you know, don't let it get you down. But so much easier said than done. It is. And, you know, it's going to take some practice and some getting used to. And, you know, sometimes things are going to hurt. But, you know, what what's your other alternative? Honestly, think, if they're you know? really bringing you down that, that much, it's time to reassess that relationship. That's true. You could actually 100%. stop hanging out with that person if 100, it's really 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's like, why would you... But if it's your you, family, though. Why would you want to hang out with somebody who is bringing you down? Yeah. Like, how is that going to help improve your life? Like, how is that going to lift you up? How is that going to help you push to achieve more in life? It's right. not. Right. And, you know, like the old saying is, like, you live up to or live down to the five people that are closest to you in your You're life. In circle. So just take a step back, reassess that. And, you know, I'm not saying you, you just stop being friends or stop talking to them. That's your decision. But think about it. And one thing I've told to clients, like sometimes I'm working one-on-one -on -one with clients and they tell me that, you know, even their parents or their family members or something don't understand. Sometimes I tell them, well, you could have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with them. You know, you could say to them, like, you know, I'm this is what, this is how I'm eating and this is how I'm living my life. And you know, your disapproval of it, it hurts my feelings or whatever. And sometimes they don't even know. So if you bring it out to the table, it might actually resolve itself and then you don't have to deal with it anymore. So, but yeah, that's our tips. And the other question was just how often would you recommend having red meat per week? 
Oh, okay. Um, I eat it daily. I think, yeah, I was going to say for different people, different recommendations, but yeah, we're not afraid of it. We don't consider it unhealthy. But or, the red meat that know. we're eating is also grass-fed red meat as well. Right. Exactly. And we're not getting it from the drive-thru. So it's a little yeah. bit different um, when you're cooking at home and making your own meat. It's different than, you know, getting it out or having like fast food meat. So yeah, red meat, we're fine with having it at least once a day, but I know that's a lot for some people to hear, but just know that it's not what you think. <laughs> okay, so Profit3 on Snapchat. Hey y'all, I just stumbled upon the 14 day lose fat fast challenge. I think that's the rapid shred they're talking about, right? In the video, Brad says not to stuff in a huge meal before bed. Now I've been intermittent fasting for over a month, having two meals in my feeding window. My second meal is usually one hour before bed and it's my biggest meal. Would that meal before bed mess up the challenge? P.S. All the answers to my previous questions have helped. Cool. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll let you answer that question because you wrote that program, so. No, but I'm confused about what, because the 14-day rapid shred is different than there's, um, I think he's saying you, you did a video on a different 14-day challenge, lose fat fast challenge. That was your video. Yeah. So it's not the I, program that's in Team Love Lean because we do have a couple of different 14-day yeah, we'd have to go back and take a look at that. I, I don't remember specifically. We've done so many workout programs, I can't remember what it is. But, but what's no, his... I think this is an episode. That's what I'm saying. It's okay, a I know. TV but episode. what's his question yeah. though? Like, he just it... wants to know. He's doing intermittent fasting. He has two meals in the feeding window, and the second one is an hour before bed. If it's a big meal, is that a bad? Oh, thing? that's fine. If it's in your fasting window and it's within your calorie maintenance, so it's and... not going to mess up his challenge. No, you're all good, brother. Yeah, I mean, like, don't take, don't put too much weight on when you eat food. Just uh, the total amounts are more important. So focus on getting your daily calorie and macro, you know, meal or your goals satisfied rather than like when it happens. So even if it is late at night, it's not going to totally affect your progress. But ideally, you don't want to be sleeping on a full stomach. Okay, last question of the show from Madison on Snapchat says, Hello, how do you guys deal with constipation when traveling? <laughs> I have normal bowel movements every morning, eat at least 38 grams of fiber daily from complex carbs, green veggies give me severe abdominal pain, and drink over a gallon a day. But it seems every morning my family and I leave for a trip, I can't use the bathroom. And it always leaves me feeling bloated and heavy and really messes up my vacation. Oh, bummer. Assuming um, when you say you drink a gallon, that's a gallon of water and not a gallon of Jack Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so I, I've had this a couple of times when traveling, sometimes when you're just in a new environment and you're in a lot of airplanes and you're in hotels and everything, like sometimes it just happens and you're eating food that you're not used to and everything. My, one of my biggest recommendations is usually eat more green veggies, but you're saying you get severe abdominal pain from green veggies, so I guess that one's out. Um, what You could take... Um, uh, supplement to help with that, like a um, stool softener. <laughs> but um, obviously, you know, that's a kind of a last resort kind of thing. You could try prunes or prune juice. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't, I'm going to stay in my lane on this question. And what I mean by that is I don't, I've never experienced that before. So because <laughs> you're a super pooper. I just don't, well, I'm no, I'm just saying, I'm not going to give you advice on something that I don't have any experience with and I don't have the right. background to even talk about yeah. that so like i'm just gonna stay in my lane and say you know if it's something serious go talk to your doctor about it yeah one time when i was in india i had that for like a week i ate prunes and stuff and eventually it resolved um same thing in canada remember that time when i was just newly pregnant we went to canada and i had that and they usually say that it can be a sign of pregnancy too like when you're 
backed up like that. And then I did take a stool softener. So, and that, that worked for me. So. <laughs> I've never had to take a, <laughs> I've never had to take a stool softener. I can't believe I'm talking about this on the internet. But, <laughs> All right. Okay, so I hope that helps you, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like you, you, you gotta figure out what works for your body best. And those are some suggestions that I have for you. So. Yeah, so uh, that's the show. Yeah. That's it. And I noticed like we, we, we can see kind of the screen on We're our camera. Dark, We're getting right? a little dark here because we don't have our proper lighting <laughs> set up here. So um, we'll try to lighten it up for you guys in, in post-production. But uh, if not, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't see this, which is good. But mm -hmm. we wanted to get in this episode for you. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed the answers to the questions. We're going to have, have dinner with a, our baby's grandparents right now. Keep those questions <laughs> coming in. And what's the question of the day? Um... Okay, question of the day is about, I don't want to talk anymore about poo, so. My question, yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> How many times do you poo a day? Oh, really? Put it in the comments below. I All poo right. like twice, once or twice a day. So you really want to open up this bag of worms. Um, What's yeah. wrong with talking about poo? Okay, Everybody no, poos. It's okay to talk about it, yeah. I personally, one to two. <laughs> one to two. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you at the next episode. Keep. Live and lean. Love you guys. Bye. Big shout out to all our Live Lean podcast listeners. We love you and would so appreciate it if you would give this podcast a review. We need your feedback to improve and grow. So please give us a review right now.